Hello, good morning to you. This is Pip Coleman coming in to do the Find Your Soul show. And it is the month of July, which means that we are moving on to a new topic. And our topic this month is called, Who Am I? So we're going to be asking and answering the question of who am I? Who are you? Who are we really? Not, uh, not the answers that we normally give uh, about our job or our roles in life. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the soul. We're going to talk a little bit about being authentic, about your light, not uh, dimming your light, the light from within, which is going to be awesome. And uh, so say hello from wherever you are today. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to see your comments this week, which will be great. Um, just having a look at making sure that I've got... <clears throat> the feed up on my computer as well so that I can see your um, comments. So how is everyone? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on with you out there in the world? Um, so let's start let's start talking about um, who are you? So one of the things that happens when we uh, answer that question, if somebody says, who are you? Or, you know, hi, what do you do? Um, we usually list off things like our name, our sex, our occupation, where we were born, you know, where we live, our relationship status, you know, all of those things that we do um, and that we are out there in the world. So, but that's not really who we are underneath it all. That's not who we really are in truth, in our essence. Those are, those are the outward things that we, that we share with the world. Those are the parts of our personality. Those are the, the parts of us that uh, we present to the world. But the, the real, the real you is not your job. The real you is not your role in your relationship, your role in your family. Your real you is not your sex, your gender. Your um, real you is not even your name. And that's an interesting thing to contemplate is if I'm not all of those things, then who am I? And I think that's a really interesting question to ask. So when we peel back the layers of that, when we start to sort of ask that question, and one of the exercises that Rebecca Campbell suggests in her book, Light is the New Black, she suggests standing in front of a mirror and asking yourself as you look deeply into your eyes, who am I? And then Keep, allow the answer to come and then keep asking the question, who am I, who am I, who am I? And let the, let the answer and peel, let peel, peel back the layers of those surface level answers and then get to who you really are. So she suggests that you might start by saying, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a hard worker, I'm a nurturer, 
I'm a fantastic listener, I'm wise, I'm love, I'm a tribal leader, I'm a mystic, I'm ready to rise up, I am grace. And be open to being surprised. So she gives you, you know, some leading, you know, some leading statements to say, I guess, to kind of think about it in terms of not just the things that we do, but the things that we feel and the things that we are. Um, because that is who you truly are. That's, that is who you truly are. So good morning, Kerry Addison. Welcome. So what you're doing when you do that exercise is you're asking the part of yourself that is your soul. And today I wanted to talk about the difference between the ego, the soul, and the spirit or the universe so that you can get a bit of an idea of what, what I'm talking about when I, when I say who is your authentic self, who is the, the true you underneath it all. And Wayne Dyer used to talk about um, ego being, uh, the, the letters of ego being edging God out is what he used to say. And that's an interesting way of looking at it because it is the complete opposite to spirit. Ego is the complete opposite to spirit and soul. So um, that that is a really good way of thinking about the ego. And the types of questions or thoughts that an ego has, that our ego has, is very different to the types of thoughts and feelings that our soul has. And that will give you a good indication of whether or not you're listening to your soul or whether or you're listening to your the voice of your ego. And this is an exercise that's really helpful when you, or a practice that's really helpful when you're trying to work out, am I listening to my ego or am I listening to my soul, my true self? Uh, because you can tell the types of questions are different. The types of things we say to ourselves are very different when we're in the ego space than they are when we're in the soul space. So I'll give you some examples, but, um, yeah, I'll give you some examples first and then we'll talk a little bit more. So some of the examples of the ego questions or the ego statements are ones that are all about self-judgment. They are coming from that myth of self-inadequacy. So that myth of ina inadequacy is expresses itself in self-talk like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not interesting enough. I'm not creative enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not significant enough. These are, you know, the fear of not being enough is the basis for what e where the ego questions come from or the statements of the ego come from and you know the fear of not being enough is something that humans have as part of them themselves it's not necessarily a bad thing to have our ego you know it's what's more important is to have a balance between the ego and the soul and the spirit you know it's all about balance it's all about bringing ourselves into a space of um, alignment with 
all of those three things. So those statements, if you're saying those sorts of things to yourself, then you know that you are in an ego space, which is coming from that space of fear and, um, and lack. And one of the things that is really interesting too about the ego is that it's all about safety. If you think about it, when we're in that ego space, it's usually because we're in a space of wanting to make sure that we don't do something wrong, that we don't make a mistake that we might've made in the past or that we don't make new mistakes. So the ego is not actually a bad, a bad thing necessarily, but it is important to be aware if you're spending too much time in your ego space. So we're gonna do a little bit of tapping at the end of today to tap through those um, self-talk that is around inadequacy and the ego and bringing in some um, some nice affirmations around um, the soul or the spirit. So we'll, we'll do that at the end of today, today's little session. So if, you, if you're getting what I'm talking about, <laughs> please feel free to send me a little message. I um, have, I can't see any comments at this stage, but that doesn't mean that you're not doing them. Um, I will reply to your comments later if you do um, make comments and I miss them, I promise. I will do that. So, awesome. Cool, I think you might be there. Hi, <laughs> Hi Kerry. I think I, you might have said hello ages ago. But anyway, hello. Um, so those those are the the questions that come from the ego. So and on the on the the contrasting um, side of things, the self talk that comes from the soul, the self talk. The, those are when we talk about affirmations, like Louise Hayes um, talks about affirmations and coming from that place of gracefulness and and peacefulness and loving kindness. So we are talking about, you know, making time for what's important to you, enjoying the gifts of solitude, listening to your heart, following your joy, caring for your body, you know, noticing when you're being self-critical, trusting your inner wisdom, you know, how, how present are you being? How in the moment are you being? You know, how undefended or, or loving are you being? And how open are you? So, you know, those sorts of things are the things that we need to be um, focusing on rather than those, those statements of inadequacy. So, <clears throat> as I say, we're gonna do a little tapping in a minute. But the, the interesting thing is that the ego tends to come from a place of trusting that we're separate and that we go through life alone. The, the ego comes from a space of, you know, you've got to do this by yourself and everything is, um, yeah, you, everything is, is coming from that space of separateness. You know, you are separate from everybody else and there's, there's definitely a, a pushing away of other people and doing everything for yourself. The ego definitely comes from a place of self-centeredness in, and not in a healthy way. It comes from that place of separateness. The soul, on the other hand, trusts that we're all connected and that we're never really alone. So whenever you're thinking those thoughts of, you know, I'm, not, I'm never alone, you know, I'm always um, safe, 
you know, there's always people around me, you know, I can always reach out for support if I need it. You know, those sorts of thoughts are coming from a soul place. So that's really nice to know that that's where that is. And then the universe trusts that, that the ego will get lonely and listen to the soul. So that's interesting. That's one of Rebecca Campbell's quotes. She says, the ego, I'm gonna say that again. The universe trusts that the ego will get lonely and listen to the soul. So I love that. I love that as a quote. I think that's amazing because eventually the ego will get lonely and it'll listen to the soul. So I think that's, that's a beautiful way of thinking about it. But it's important to know that, as I say, that the ego is not a bad thing and that, um, you know, it's about balance. It's about coming into that balance and rather than, than running off in that direction of, you know, crazy rabbit hole, then um, that, that's what, what we're talking about. So, yeah, that is interesting, isn't it, um, Kerry? That, that whole concept of eventually the ego will, will listen to the soul because it will get lonely. So, uh, yeah, I love that. I thought that was a really good quote too. It's, um, that's so cool. So <clears throat> when we're talking about um, the, the ego and the soul, what are your perceptions of the ego and the soul? What, what do you think about when you're in your ego? Like what do, you, what do you feel like when you're in your ego? It's a uh, it's different feeling than when you're in your soul, when you're connected to your soul, when you're connected to that loving, centered heart, that, that what I consider the heart. I, I feel like even though the soul is not contained within the body and it's an expansive thing, I feel like when I'm connected to my heart, that is when I'm connected to my soul. And so when I'm feeling those feelings of love and joy and, um, yeah, that, that's that's cool. So yeah, Kerry, that makes sense that the mind is the ego. So it's like, you know, you're up in your head and then the soul is deeper. Yeah, that, that's beautiful. It's it's down, It's it feels like it's down deeper, with, deeper within, not not down near your feet. <laughs> it's, it's yes, it's deeper within, which I love. I love that, um, that way of saying it, Kerry, that's, that's perfect. And, and that's where we want to be moving, you know? And then if you were in connection with, if you were having a connection with the universe, that for me is, is more expansive. That is when I'm feeling like I'm connected to every tree, every bird, every person and, and the earth. And yeah, it's, it's more expansive. I feel like I'm, I'm huge. Like my energy is, is massive and I'm sort of merging with the energetic um, oneness if that makes sense. And that's what I imagine. It's interesting. I remember reading, we read a book a couple of years ago in my book club group that I facilitate here. And the book was called uh, The Afterlife of Billy Fingers. And he, the, the sister of Billy Fingers wrote the book. So Annie Kagan wrote the book and she was the sister of 
Billy, who was a real person. And when he crossed over, he started to come to her in dreams and in um, quiet times and give her intuitive downloads. And he told her what the, how he went was moving through the seven levels of heaven and what happened when he crossed, like the seven realms that, that you go through when you are crossing over. And so she wrote this book about his messages that she was receiving from him. And it was so fascinating to hear him talking about how he was gradually, gradually, gradually moving into that space of oneness, of um, becoming part of the, one of the ways he described it as becoming part of the stars. So he would, he was moving, moving, moving away from the earthly body and the earthly plane and becoming part of the stars. And he was describing himself as being, um, yeah, like his body and his, his soul was sort of shifting to become part of the stars. It was so interesting. Um, and I, I loved that, that concept of becoming part of the oneness, which is what sometimes we get those glimpses of feeling like we're part of the oneness when we're here on earth. Um, sometimes it's when we're meditating or when we're doing a yoga session or when we're dancing or when we're having that com a conversation with friends and we're just in this beautiful flow and the energy's just beautifully moving between everybody and you feel that energy of like, whoa, we are, we're really in sync, you know, that, that, that concept of being in sync. Um, you know, synchronized with the the, pl the planet and the earth and the and the and the universe and the everybody and everybody's in sync. I think that's what I imagine is that connection to the universe. So this is so it's really interesting to be in that space um, of connection because that's what I imagine. Um, being connected is like. And last night when we were doing our yoga session, my yoga teacher said she was explaining what meditation is all about. And I loved the way that she explained it because she said that when you meditate, it's not about quieting the mind, although that might happen perhaps down the track, maybe in 20 years time. <laughs> but the idea of meditation is to observe to observe and be present in the moment. And so she was saying, when you practice in meditation, whether it's in a yoga class or just a, just a straight listening to a CD or, or doing a meditation on your own, the idea is to observe, to observe the thoughts coming in and going out. So you, you are not those thoughts. You are the soul that is watching the thoughts. You are the soul that is feeling the feelings. You aren't those feelings. You aren't those thoughts. And that's the observe observer that comes in when you do meditation. So I thought that was really cool. And then she was saying, once you learn how to do it in a meditation or in a yoga class or wherever it is that you learn how to observe, then you can take it out into the world and you can be washing the dishes or cooking the dinner or going to work or you know, running a class and you are still being the observer rather than the person who is getting caught up in the drama or caught up in the, um, 
the stuff, you know, it, not my circus, not my monkeys, as they say. <laughs> you are staying in that space of observing. So you're actually taking meditation out into the world and becoming a, a more centered version of yourself, which I think is really cool. And I liked that concept because it's, it feeds into what we're talking about today, that the ego is that sort of mind-centered part of ourselves, that, that um, believer in the myth of inadequacy, and the soul and the universe is that larger, that soul is the larger part of ourselves. So, that was cool. <laughs> I love how that train of thought happens sometimes and you just go, oh, that's, that's nice how that unfolded just then. So let's do a little um, tapping on um, the thoughts that the ego, the self-talk that the ego might be, might be having. And we'll bring in some, um, some positive affirmations around that as well so that we can actually um, be aware of the thoughts that we're having that are ego-based and we can shift ourselves into a space of soul connection. So if you'd like to get comfortable in your space and take a beautiful, deep, relaxing breath to center yourself. And if you'd like to close your eyes, you can close your eyes. And we're going to tap on the karate chop point first just to set our intention because it's important to set our intention first. So, repeating after me. Even though I believe in the myth of inadequacy, I love and accept myself. and I choose to love myself anyway. Even though my self-talk is not very loving and coming from that ego space, I choose to love and accept myself anyway. Even though the ego sometimes gets a bit out of control and I don't listen to my soul self, I love and accept myself anyway. And tapping through the points on the eyebrow point and saying out loud, I'm not good enough. side of the eye or maybe I am under the eye I'm not smart enough under the nose or maybe that's not true chin I'm not successful enough. Collarbone. 
Is that a true statement? Under the arm, I'm not beautiful enough. Top of the head. Really? Eyebrow. I'm not strong enough. Side of the eye. I wonder if this is really what my soul would think. Under the eye. I'm not interesting enough. Under the nose. Hmm. Is that true? Chin. I'm not creative enough. Collarbone. I'm not sure if these statements are really true. Under the arm, I'm not rich enough. Top of the head, now that one might be true. Eyebrow, I'm not thin enough. Side of the eye, what is thin enough? Under the eye, I'm not significant enough. Under the nose, wow, that's a lot of self-talk. Under the chin, this fear of not being enough. Collarbone has been present in everything I've done in my life. Under the arm, this myth of inadequacy. Top of the head has nothing to do with the soul bird, my true nature. Eyebrow point, I am good enough. Side of the eye, I am smart enough. Under the eye, I am successful enough. Under the nose, I am beautiful enough. Under the chin, I am strong enough. Collarbone, I am interesting enough. Under the arm, I am creative enough. Top of the head, I am rich enough. Eyebrow, 
eyebrow. I am thin enough. Side of the eye. I am significant enough. Under the eye. I am enough. Under the nose. I am worthy. Chin. I am enough. Collarbone. I am worthy. Under the arm. I am enough. Top of the head. I am a worthy soul who has an ego. I am worthy. Take a breath. Put your hand on your heart and feel that energy of worthiness, adequacy, love and peace. You are enough. You are worthy. All is well. And so it is. So when you're ready, coming back into the room. Hope you're feeling a little more centered, a little more in your soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'm glad you liked it, Kerry. Thank you. <laughs> and I hope Samantha Jane ended up joining us. I'm not sure if she actually came across or not. And, and Michelle, thanks for joining us today. So we're going to continue our conversation next week um, with the Who Am I topic. Um, talking about your light and uh, your soul's light and not dimming your light. So we're going to talk about that and we'll keep going uh, in the next couple of weeks talking about the seeker questions and uh, see whether we can tap into that energy of your soul and really get you to be doing that on a daily basis in a regular way so that you can fully embrace and uh, step into that authentic self so that you know truly who you are and you can present that to the world. So have a wonderful week, enjoy yourselves, have fun, stay present and I will see you very very soon. Bye for now.